Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. Don, we are recording on Sunday. It is the day before Memorial Day. So we wanted to give a special shout out to all those that have served in the military. Memorial Day is the day that we represent those who have actually uh, passed away in, in military service, I believe, if I've got that correct. So yeah, we wanted to... Memorial Day and Veterans Day confused on the meeting meanings. We're honoring the military, you know, which is which is obviously important. Exactly. So we wanted to start off the podcast with that. Do you got any plans for for Monday, Don? Is it a day off for you? I'm, I'm assuming that the kids are not in school, right? Uh, no, the kids are not in school, but um, I will be I will be working, and, and some of the stuff that I'll be working on, we'll be talking about later on this podcast. But uh, no, we don't we don't really have any plans. I, I did go hang out with some of the neighbors last night, but for the most part, we don't have any plans. My wife is a real estate agent, so she has a lot of stuff going on, you know, this weekend. So we just kind of figured that we would hang back. What about you? What are your what's your plans looking like this weekend? Um, we're just hanging out. The same thing here. I do not like going to the beach over holiday weekends because I just find the traffic to be terrible. So yeah, my wife and too many people there. Oh, yeah, it's it's just a nightmare. A lot of our friends actually did decide to leave for the weekend. So you know, I think we'll probably just maybe grill out, um, have some barbecue, and go from there. Yeah, well, that sounds like a, a good plan to me because that's what we're doing. I, I like, you know, to be honest, if someone says, well, what do you want to do if you have some time off? I just like to relax. Yeah, even yeah. on vacation, I just want to relax. And I, I, I don't mind just kind of, you know, hanging out on the couch or in the bedroom or whatever, <laughs> put Netflix on, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, man. All right, Don. Well, hey, let's go ahead and, and get started talking on some of our topics for this podcast. And I wanted to start off with the North Carolina Top 50. For those okay. who may not know what that is, uh, Don Callahan puts out his Top 50 prospects in the state of North Carolina every year. You've been doing this for how many years running now, Don? I, I honestly don't know. I'd have to go and look back. Um, it's, it's, it's been, been a lot. <laughs> in my, I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if it's been 10 years, to be honest. Um, I, it, it's probably not 10. It's probably a little bit shy of 10, but it's been several years in a row for sure. Needless to say, it's one of the most hotly debated and looked at topics on the Inside Carolina message boards. So for everyone listening, definitely go and check that out. And then this past Friday, you listed your honorable mentions. So these were the guys just outside of the top 50, Don, and then you're going to be releasing the rest throughout this upcoming week, right? Yeah, so what for those who aren't familiar, but those who are regulars on Inside Carolina's message board, Target Premium message board, they know how we do it. We release 10 a day every day this week, which is why I'm going to be working on Monday. And um, But then on Friday, we have a little bit more fun with it where we not only release the entire list, but prior to re- releasing the entire list, we release you know one at a time, kind of like a countdown sort of fashion every 30 minutes. When we first started doing that, there was some you know pushback on it, but um, and but then when we talked about not doing it, there were some people who wanted it and kind of enjoyed it, you know. Uh, but basically, we just do it to have fun and and really, you know, you're going to see the entire top 10 
earlier than you would have seen the other releases of the, the list you know, on prior days. So throughout the week, you know, definitely, definitely look for it. So here's one thing I've always wondered, Don. What goes into making this list? I mean, I'm assuming it includes just hours and hours and hours of watching tape on these prospects. But you know, really, how do you sit there and, and just kind of nitpick? Because you, you really have to with some of these yeah. guys. Well, it actually, I guess it, it's, it starts a couple months ago. But in reality, you know, as far as gathering my notes and my evaluations, that has already begun for the 2020 class and the 2021 class. And I, I mean, I, I use those notes when I go and evaluate these guys. And what I mean by notes is just stuff that I evaluate or I see or I hear when I go to a prospect school for just a regular visit or, f- you know, if they're practicing or for a game um, or if I'm going to a camp or a combine, you know, whatever I see, I make sure I, I jot all that down. But when it comes to actually assembling the list, that began a couple months ago. And it just starts with, you know, what I, the first thing I like to do is, well, actually, I like to get my pool of players together. And the way I do that is, you know, I just, you know, I have this whole database, database list of names and I pull out the guys who are legit FBS, FCS recruits. And then I also cross-reference with, uh, with some scouting services on their list. And, and that's how I have my pool. And then I separate that pool into positions. And some of it is a little bit harder than others because there's guys who I might not be familiar with and they're listed as an athlete or a running back slash linebacker. So what I'll do is I'll review the, the film really quickly just to kind of get a feel for, you know, are they a running back? Are they a linebacker? Are they a defensive back? And kind of so I can kind of separate them out properly. And the reason why I separate them by positions is one, it makes it easier for me to do the ultimate rankings, but two, it allows me to kind of, um, I guess, group them together and evaluate the positions together. And the way I do it is obviously I watch film and for each position, I have five traits that I um, feel like are important for each particular position. And I kind of, when I watch the film, I grade those recruits based off of those five traits, I grab them on a scale from one to 10, you know, um, for example, I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious stuff, you know, quarterback, you know, accuracy is obviously important. So when I watch the film, I say, okay, this guy is whatever he's that, you know, he's a seven, he's an eight, that sort of thing in that department. And then obviously I add up all the, you know, all the five categories. And that gives me a little bit of like a grade sort of thing that I really kind of use. I don't stick to it a hundred percent, but I stick to it pretty um pretty closely and and then after i get the the positions all ranked out i then kind of i put them together basically for the you know the the top 50 and i put them together based on the score that i gave each player but then i kind of go in and you know there's certain guys you know you might have a quarterback who is a you know 35 score and you might have a running back who's uh 33 and and I might say you know I kind of like this running back better for this reason that reason um and so he might be ranked ahead of him on my actual top 50 the other thing too is I do give I guess not like officially but in my head I'll give extra bonus points for a guy who um who might be a returner because obviously that's that's above the call of duty you know so to speak 
Um, but then once I get my top 50 together, and that was probably, I got my first draft done probably, it was like maybe like two or three weeks ago. I then go and I consult with you know, a group of people who I really trust their evaluation abilities because they're either a professional high school scout or they are uh, they work in a recruiting department somewhere where they see a lot of film or um, you know the, you know a, a high school coach who sees a lot of these guys who's willing to kind of watch film and everything and I get their take and they and they kind of tell me okay I would I would go higher with this guy lower with this guy that sort of thing and I and I jot those notes down for each of the people I speak with and then I go back and and you know you know let's say John Doe um is uh someone someone told me that they need to be ranked um you know 10 spots higher or whatever I'll go back and watch the film try to see you know cuz I I'll ask that person why do you say that and then you know um like there was one player that I didn't realize is super young for his for his uh grade you know he's won't turn 17 until this fall which is which is crazy and so I kind of took that a little bit into consideration, figuring that the, that the kid can grow a lot more than, or will be a lot more mature, you know, or he, right now is a lot less mature than some of the other kids physically and has that, that higher of a ceiling. Yeah. And then I kind of go through it and, you know, um, I'll, I'll watch the film again and, and make sure I'm comfortable with it. And I'm, I'm never a hundred percent comfortable with it. Um, <laughs> you know, a couple of people, when we were talking about the, you know, when I was answering questions for the honorable mention, uh, yeah, they probably saw me refer to different drafts. I mean, I probably, I don't know how many, but I, I have numerous uh, rough drafts uh, of guys. And, you know, as people read when I was responding to those questions, I mean, there were guys who were in my top 50 who are no longer in my top 50, you know, just because, you know, just kind of thinking about it a little bit more or someone, you know, gave me some more information or someone gave me a different perspective and I reviewed it. So it's it's really, and even, even while I'm putting together the list and I'm, I'm, I'm posting the list on Inside Carolina and I'm watching the film to kind of you know, do a better job of writing up my little evaluation, every, you know, it happens almost, I would say, each day. It's going to happen where I'm like, okay, this guy, number 34, I think I should flip 34 and 35. You know? and because it, it's really – and people get so up in arms with some of these rankings – but with some of this stuff, it's just it's splitting hairs. It really is. You know, especially this class is, is it's a very, very deep class. And it's, there's some guys I'm looking at, I'm like, man, this guy does not, he, he's, he's, he should be ranked higher. You know, you know, forgetting about, you know, just looking at it in a vacuum, he should be ranked higher. But then I'm like, man, all these guys ahead of him are better than this kid. So I, I can't move him up. And so you get into scenarios like that, too. Or, I mean, you know, once you get to the top 10, I mean, the number one is going to be clear. I think everybody has an idea who that's going to be. But some of these guys in the top 10, it's just like, man, I mean, these guys are really good players. I mean, who, how can I possibly rank this guy ahead of this guy or this guy? I mean, it's, it's, it's a very difficult process. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I guess I like doing it, uh, but, it's, but there's a, it is a difficult process. I do enjoy doing it. Well, all right. So you've mentioned your lists, uh, your notes, and then this database that you keep. Are you like, you know, transferring stuff from handwritten notes to like a Word document, Don? Is there this master Excel sheet 
that you have, you know, under a lock and key computer somewhere in the house. How does all that work? All right. So I have a, is it a um, MS SQ, SQL database um, on a server that I have been using for years. And it's kind of like, um, I, I think, you know, it's 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 basically it's really it's like i guess my lifeline i mean it's it's not only just evaluation notes the majority of it really is recruiting notes for for my purposes um you know as far as you know you know who is offered um you know just little tidbits about a guy uh, their contact information everything imaginable and so that's what i use as far as keeping my my information now when it comes time to putting the list together i have i used to use excel spreadsheets but it's just easier now for me to just use a a, a google um google uh, is it google sheets i guess just because i can work on it on my my desktop and then if i'm up in my bonus room i could pull up my laptop work on it there if i'm in bed i can you know pull it up on my uh my my tablet without a problem if i'm you know thinking okay this guy i, I want to make this adjustment or whatever and yeah there there are come times where i'm i'm watching a tv show that has nothing to do with football and I'm like, you know what? I really think I should bump this guy up to 25. And so I'll go and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do that. So, uh, but yeah, so I do have a database, but the, to say that that's for evaluation would be, would be underselling it because really it's, uh, it's way more useful to me for recruiting purposes. To, so I'm able to do my, I guess, day-to-day stuff for inside Carolina, but I definitely, it definitely keeps my, my evaluation notes and everything. Gotcha. All right. Well, there was a brief glimpse behind the curtain for the the listeners there. We'll take our break in just a second. But before then, what we are going to be doing in the second half of this podcast is breaking down our rankings of the current quarterback prospects. Give us those names actually real quick, Don. And then one of those guys you have a slight update on. So I'll hand it off to you for that. Okay. So uh, the guys that we're going to be ranking are Connor Baslek, a quarterback from Ohio, Zach Calzada, a quarterback from Georgia, uh, Luke McCaffrey, a quarterback from Colorado, Maverick McIver, a quarterback from Texas, and John Rice Plumley, a quarterback from Mississippi. Those are the five that we're going to be ranking, and we also have a good amount of uh, submissions from, from the listeners. But the one that you're talking about is John Rice Plumley, who actually visit North Carolina on Friday. This was his, his first visit. So obviously that was pretty important, especially with the positive things that he was saying about North Carolina heading into the visit. You know, um, he actually, you know, a few months ago when he got the offer, just some of the positive things he was saying about North Carolina were pretty favorable for North Carolina's chances with him. But um, so I, I did talk to John shortly after the visit. I'm going to run a full story on Monday, which is another reason why um, I will not be off on Monday. And yeah, everything went really well. And, you know, um, I urge everyone to read the report, but uh, I guess just a quick little preview. Uh, he he does plan on returning to North Carolina for the freak show. And I think that's a good sign because there's only a couple of other schools that he's going to make a second visit to. He has a visit to Nebraska, I believe is next week. And that will be right now. It will be the last of his initial visits to schools. And then he wants to take a second round of visits to schools that he really likes. North Carolina is one of them. And then he'll be looking to make a verbal commitment 
sometime soon, but it could come at really any point this summer. He just wants to be committed prior to the football season. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting story, Don. And you know, for the listeners, we'll get to where we have John Rice in our rankings after the commercial break. But we will take that now, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. And we are back with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. All right, Don, let's just jump right into it, man. We asked the uh, listeners to give us their submissions for their rankings of the current quarterback prospects. You gave those names in the first half of the podcast. So who all do we hear from for this one? Well, as always is the case, we heard from Jonathan Fay. He's actually a head coach now, I I'm pretty sure head coach now um, in, in at a South Carolina high school. His uh, his top five are number one Plumley, number two Baslick, number three McIver, number four Calzada, and number five McCaffrey. And then another regular of ours who I don't know if he's he might he might have submitted every single week also or every single time we've had a ranking is Deldrick from Nightdale. I was actually and I was telling him this I was actually in Nightdale. I made a pits up in Nightdale uh, on Friday. But his top five are number one, Plumley, number two, Calzada, number three, McCaffrey, number four, Baslick, and number five, MacGyver. And then we have Cedric from Atlanta, Georgia, number one, Plumley, number two, MacIver, number three, McCaffrey, number four, Calzada, and number five, Baslick. And then we have Dale from Waxhall, who has who has been a pretty frequent contributor to our rankings. And he has number one, Plumley, number two, McCaffrey, number three, Baslick, number four, Calzada, and number five, McIver. Now, just hearing those those uh, listener submissions, what, um, what jumps out at you? So it sounds as if a lot of people had similar, like, bottom threes and more specifically bottom twos. Mm-hmm. And that's actually going to mimic my list as well. And it sounds like a lot of people really had different opinions on Baslick. Is that how you pronounce Connor Baslick, Don? Is that how you Dude, pronounce his name? Baslick, uh, you know, I don't. Okay. Baslick. I'll go with Baslick. That sounds cooler. And it sounds as if he was probably the most polarizing out of these guys yes. um, was, was Baslick. So those were the, the things that stood out to me. Yeah, the thing that surprised me is, I well, I don't know if it surprised me, but Plumley being number one on all those lists, I didn't think everybody was going to fall in love with him. But I guess when you watch his film, it's it's so exciting that even it, he definitely has some um, things that he needs to work on and some things aren't so great about his game. But he's such an exciting player to watch that you can easily kind of ignore them and just enjoy yourself watching his film. So I, I could definitely see why he's ranked number one for for all the listeners so we need to get to to ours so who's going first this time i'll go first and my number five was maverick mciver so that was in line with a lot of people's and 
to me, it was kind of between him and Calzada for the four and five. So a little bit of a spoiler there. Most people can tell who's my number four. But the reasons that I put McIver at five has more to do with his throwing motion than anything else. I mean, he has decent vision. He was pretty accurate with his passing. He showed some ability to run and scramble, although truth be told, I don't think that 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 would be successful in college. He doesn't really have a very elusive running style. And, you know, I think if he tries to run like that against college level defenses, he's probably going to get popped one too many times. But the biggest thing was just his throwing motion. He's a sidearm thrower. I just don't like that motion at all. I don't think it translates well to the college or beyond. Obviously, some guys can make it work, like Tim Tebow. But, you know, Tebow was also just a freak athlete in every other Phillip area Rivers. of football. Yeah, Philip Rivers. But those guys are few and far between. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'll just go ahead and, and jump into Zach Calzada, Donna, if you don't mind. And then, yeah. I can ha- and then I'll hand it off to you after that. Zach was the same thing. You know, I think that Zach, I had him at four because I think his arm is a little bit better than McIver's. He looked at he could throw it downfield a little bit further. I also thought that Calzada was just a little bit more athletic. It looks like he was playing against decent competition, but it's the same thing. That throwing motion, I mean, you're talking about a complete retooling. So while both Calzada and McIver have obviously been successful in high school with that throwing motion, I don't like that for college. And when you're having to completely change how a guy holds the ball, how he releases the ball, where his release point is at, everything, that to me is a red flag. And that's why I have them at four and five. Before I get into mine, we probably should mention that we're going to do another top five next week but we're going to do a little bit different well we're going to do a little bit different slightly different topic than what we're accustomed to it won't be so much a little bit of recruiting but we want you to rank the top five games most interesting games home games that north carolina is going to have and this coming season and the reason why we're going this route recruiting wise is the way we want you to think about it is what games would you try to bring the most and the best recruits to heading into the season. So you can kind of think of it that way. What would be your, your best one? And I mean, I can list off UNC's home games if you want me to real quick. Should I, John? Uh, let's wait. And we'll do that at the very end when, okay. um, yeah, after we're done with, with, with the uh, quarterback rankings. All right. Sounds good. So I'll get into mine. My number four is similar to John's is Maverick McIver. And I thought he was good. There wasn't anything that just jumped out to me in his game. I mean, he was solid with everything, but nothing great. I also didn't feel like he was a great runner either. You know, and I I don't think the way that he runs in high school is going to be successful in college either. Um, There wasn't anything that I would say like, okay, this, this is not good with him or he needs to like work on this. He really needs to work on this. It was more like everything was just kind of like, okay, you know, um, nothing really kind of stood out to me. He had, you know, good touch on his deep balls, you know, had a nice fastball on, on the shorter passes, it, but it was just like everything else was just, you know, whatever. So uh, you want me to go to, into my number four? Well, you said four for MacGyver, but MacGyver was your five. I'm sorry. Yes, MacGyver was my five. <laughs> yeah. So go into your, your number four now. Yeah, it's all because John messed all this up, messed up my head. Oh, it's my I'm going to blame it on yep. John. All right. So now I'm going to differ. 
from John. So with my number four, I'm going to go with Connor Baslick. Mm-hmm. You know, good player. He makes quick decisions, gets the ball out very quickly. You know, he has really good touch on the deep balls, um, really good accuracy overall. The running was was something was, I guess, a sore point. But, um, you know, I, I thought he was a good quarterback. So am I going with my number three or, or are you going with your three? Uh, I'll go with, with my three and then we'll go one one and one after this. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So my number three was actually Luke McCaffrey. And that's probably going to surprise people considering that he is a four-star guy, but I have him at my number three. But the reasons for it is because with McCaffrey, I kind of got the sense that he was a little bit more of a athlete playing quarterback than really an athletic quarterback. His athleticism is what stood out the most. I do think, though, that he needs to improve his arm strength. And what I think stood out the most about McCaffrey and why I say he looked more like an athlete playing quarterback than truly an athletic quarterback is because he had happy feet a lot and he moved around behind his O-line. Now, maybe that, that's a symptom of having just a poor O-line, but you know, if you're watching his highlights, as soon as he got the ball, he was basically looking like, okay, I need to start moving. And he didn't really get himself set to make a whole lot of throws. His throwing motion was okay. He does sidearm the ball a little bit, especially like when he's under pressure. But with McCaffrey, I think that you have a a good amount of talent there. So there's definitely a foundation to build upon. But for those reasons, I had him as my number three. All right. So if you're a quarterback and you throw sidearm at all, you have no chance with John. Just putting it out it's, there. Well, the yeah, I mean, throwing motion is like the number one thing that I look at for these high school kids because, yeah, yeah it, it's it's something that it's so difficult to improve. I mean, we're seeing that right now with some of the current quarterbacks that are on Carolina's roster that had throwing motion issues, and you know, it, it's still it, it's just something that's very difficult to overcome, especially yeah, yeah, when because you've been throwing a certain way for years and years and years, all the way back to you know, Pop Warner football, and now you're trying to spend a couple of weeks trying to just change something that your your muscles have become accustomed to, and it's 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 not easy. All right, so let me get into my number three, Zach Calzada. I thought he had a good pump fake. He was used as a runner a lot, but he also was showed an ability to throw on the run, which I think is important because you're not always going to have a clean pocket and you're going to be rushed out of it. You know, and whenever he moved within the pocket, or even when he was moving outside the pocket, he always kept his eyes focused downfield, which I think is important because I think it's just natural for guys to, as soon as they leave the pocket, you're kind of almost looking, okay, where are the defenders at now? You know, because obviously the, the landscape has changed a little bit, but a quarterback has to keep his eyes downfield because they have to see what's going on down there. So he has to throw the pass. So good accuracy, you know, strong arm. Um, and as I said, uh, good mobility also. So am I going number two? Sure. Go ahead, man. All right. So my number two is Luke McCaffrey. And I agree with everything John said. He's he's definitely the least experienced of all the quarter, quarterbacks we're talking about because I don't believe he's ever started a high school game. And the reason that is, is that the quarterback that was starting for his high school, he goes to a, one of the best high school football programs in the nation. And the quarterback who was starting for that team uh, last year, signed with Colorado, and the quarterback that 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 started on the on the team two years ago was his brother, who signed with Michigan. So he's been been behind Power Five quarterbacks the past couple of years, 
And to compensate for that, or to at least get him on the field, I guess I should say, they've put him at running back, they put him at receiver, and he has actually you know been a pretty decent players at at both of those uh, positions because he's you know has natural athleticism, which comes from his pedigree. And I'm sure everybody knows by now, but you know his dad is Ed McCaffrey, played in the NFL. His mom um, played, I believe, it's soccer at Stanford. His grandfather was a uh, Olympic uh, track star. Everybody should know his brother Christian is, you know, had a great career at Stanford and is now um, with the uh, Carolina Panthers. He has another brother who was, I believe, a receiver at Duke. I mentioned his other brother who um, is is a is a quarterback at Michigan. So definitely has the genes. Um, very very athletic. I think that some of the stuff that that he needs to work on will get fixed through repetition and through additional, I guess, um, exposure to playing. So I, I, I feel like he's going to make a ton of strides this season because he's going to be the man at quarterback. And I think he's a guy that you can, you know, you can probably say this about most quarterbacks, but I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to need at least a redshirt year to get prepared because he doesn't, have all that experience. So, John, who yeah. is your number two? Well, real quick, and I think with McCaffrey, if you ask me who had the most potential out of all these guys, I would probably put him number one, honestly. Yes. Yeah, he definitely has the highest ceiling. Yeah. But, you know, but there's also the downside is you know, that it's, you yeah, know, and, he, he yeah, cannot reach he, that. Yes, because, yeah, that's that's the that's the danger of, of banking on potential is that if they don't reach it, then, you know, yep. it doesn't matter. It, Exactly. And that's, you know, and I guess that that thought process was kind of why I picked my number two, which was Connor Bazelik. To me, he seemed, I think, pre-college ready right now in the sense of, I thought that with his throwing motion and ability to stay in the pocket, those are two traits I really liked from him. Um, His release point was, was pretty good. He has a good throwing motion. He was not afraid to throw the deep ball. I think on his highlight tapes, he and my number one guy probably threw the most variety of passes in terms of their tape showed them throwing toward in the middle of the field. They made those sideline throws, some touch passes. The only thing with Bazelik is I do think that his competition looked a little bit below average to me. So I don't know if, you know, if all of those positives that I'm seeing on his tape are just a result of he's not really playing against the most athletic guys. So, you know, his ability to be accurate and, and to stay in the pocket, if you put him against a higher level of competition, that may fall apart. So that's definitely what I what I thought about. But Bazelik, to me, with, with his, I mean, he took some hits in his highlights. You know, I mean, he, he stood in that pocket pretty well. And he actually seemed to have pretty decent pocket awareness. He's able to just kind of move around. Whereas a lot of guys would just immediately, immediately look to leave the pocket entirely. He did stay behind and took some hits and delivered some passes. All right, who's going with the number one first? All right. Even though um, we both know who it's going to be. Yeah, as I say, it, it's going to be the same. I tell you what, let's just do a drum roll and then uh, we both can talk about him, okay? All right, ready? John Rice Plumley. Are you going first? I'll let you go first, Don. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I really like this kid, and it's probably because I've had several conversations with him, and he's like a super likable kid, and you just kind of feel just that presence, and, and that's the main thing I, I like about him. He has that it, and you can kind of see it on the field because he's such a fearless runner. I mean, you can, I mean, you just watching him, you can see, okay, this guy is putting his body on the line. You know, you want to put your body on the line. You know, he, I mean, he's the type of kid that you want to have the ball at the end of the game because he doesn't have all the physical gifts. But he has that will and that determination to get into the end zone. No matter what it takes, he has complete disregard for his health <laughs> with some of the runs that, that he was doing and some of the, the throws that he that he threw in the face of, of a pass rush. You know, compared to the other quarterbacks, he was probably to me the least accurate. But you know, he makes up for all of that with everything else, with with his it, with his uh, mobility. Because I th- I've, even though McCaffrey is a much better athlete. Plumley, I felt like was a way better runner, and I felt like he was the best runner on this on this group by far. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, John? Yeah, I would agree with that actually, and I think with Plumley too, he had a good blend of his running, but also you know avoiding rushers while staying in, in the pocket. Like he didn't just basically look to run at the first sign of a rush, you know, like a lot of high school quarterbacks do. What do you think about his uh, his ability to throw those variety of passes that I mentioned with, with Baisley? Because that stood out to me as well. I mean, on a couple of his things, he hit the the tight end on those seam routes, and he actually put it, you know, the proper amount of touch to get it over either a safety or a linebacker that was dropping back into coverage. That impressed me. Yeah, no, I mean, he his offense. I mean, and obviously the thing is, is that what makes it a little bit difficult for us, and and sometimes we kind of forget is that these quarterbacks are working in the con- within a confine of the offense. And he's just fortunate that he's working within an offense that asks him and allows him to do a lot of different things, both as a runner and a passer, and as particularly as a passer. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty sophisticated for a high school offense with the different routes that he's having to throw to. And it really kind of showcases his ability to make all the throws, you know, um, it's become a cliche to use that phrase, but he is definitely a quarterback that that can do that. Yeah, I mean, he was just very impressive overall. I think that the gap between him and everyone else was pretty substantial at the end of the day, frankly. Yes. Yeah. I no, I I agree with that. You know, the for me, I had a difficult time choosing between McCaffrey and Calzada, and I guess what just kind of allowed me to break the tie was just thinking about how. And I don't, when I'm looking at quarter, or I'm looking at recruits in general, you know, pedigree is nice, but, you know, it's not, you know, just look at Joe Montana's kids. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever, and his kids have played quarterback, and none of them really have, have turned into anything. But it just seems like there's something in the genes with McCaffrey's, how everybody becomes this, this tremendous athlete. And then if you look at the fact that, yeah, he has, he has to gain some experience particularly at the quarterback position. And then once he gains that experience, you know, what is he going to be? And that's why I kind of broke the tie. But yeah, I agree with you. When I kind of graded everything out, Plumlee was, was significantly higher than everybody else. And I mean, he was an easy number one for me. Some of these other guys, it was it was pretty close. As I mentioned, my number two and number three were, were basically a tie. Um, but yeah, so I'm with you on that, John. All right, good deal, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, Don, with you giving the home list and remind the people what we are looking for for our rankings for the next podcast. 
Okay, so you're going to rank, you're going to pick out your five home games that you feel like will be the best games that you would want a recruit to come to, okay? And you make this as far as what you're valuing, if you're valuing the opponent, whether it's a rivalry, whether the crowd's going to be like, what all that sort of stuff. We'll leave that up to you. You you kind of like put your coach fedora hat on or your fedora fedora hat on and make a decision on on which ones would you target the most for um, for home games and list them in order by by preference. So here are the home games this year. We got Central Florida, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Western Carolina, and closing out with NC State for this All coming right. season. Good. And to submit your rankings, you can tweet me at Don Callahan IC or message me on Inside Carolina's message board, which is uh, I think it's just Don. I think it might be might be D Callahan. I can't remember. It's either Don Callahan <laughs> or D Callahan. How can they contact you, John? All right. So I am on the message boards, John Siegley. All one word, and then uh, on Twitter at JD Siegley. And Don, your handle on Inside Carolina is Don Callahan. Okay, all right. I probably should know that, or probably <laughs> should have known that. Yeah, that's all right. All right, yeah. man. Well, uh, thanks for talking to me, Don. We will talk with all of our listeners again later on. And again, hope that everyone has a safe and happy Memorial Day. All right, thanks, John. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See reno.ie. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing. Saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See reno.ie.